Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Robin. And I'm Bayana. We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss all of our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we are discussing Chapter 18 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, The Weighing of the Wands. We've had some announcements and reminders. We want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts. So please feel free to tweet along with us. Use the hashtag WizardTeam on Twitter to follow along. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to be Black at Hogwarts? Do you want to write about it? We are working on a project called Hogwarts BSU, a collection of stories, fan art, etc., illustrating what it would be like to be a Black Hogwarts student. If you would like to submit, you can check out blackgirlscreate.org for the guidelines. Love our blog, love Wither Team, have a few extra galleons, newts, or sickles lying around. Please consider don't becoming a Patronus. We are video recording the Wither Team episodes, and Patroni have access to those videos. For $5 a month, you get the video the Tuesday before the episode drops, and for $10 a month, you get a link to watch us record live and to join a chat room to discuss while we record. If you want to donate but can't do a monthly donation, you can send us a cheering charm by donating to our PayPal. You can find those links at blackgirlscreate.org slash donate. And if you want to support us but do not have the funds to do so, um, or even if you do, you could rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, et cetera, et cetera, wherever podcasts are found. The more, um, the higher ranks ranking that we get, the more um, people will view or see our podcast and start listening and join the team. So woohoo. Um, also subscribe to our newsletter. Most weeks we share nerd news and links to what's been going on. So if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe. You can go to blackgirlscreate.org to do so. Finally, follow us at We Black and Nerds, like us at Black Girls Create, and join our Wizard Team Facebook group where we talk about all things wizard team without the pesky 140 character limit. Um, okay, so let's dive into what's going on with the wizard team in whatever our universe is. Um, one thing which isn't in here the verse. that I forgot to um, put in here because I've been sick all weekend um, is that the Cursed Child just won a lot of awards. Um, it really in, has. And I'm like, in one, have y'all seen no, what, what was what was the award show they they were just in? Sorry, I was on Twitter and I just forgot. It, it wasn't was, BAFTA. It was, in, was it BAFTA? No, it wasn't BAFTA. Um, no, like I don't know. It was one of those ones movie. where like it was one of those awards where I feel like they just keep popping up with new shows. I'm like, they got more award shows for real, or just like award ceremonies. Oh, was it the Writers Guild Award? No, I'm looking it up. Hold up, the SAGs. No. Was it American? No. I don't think so. Okay. Hold up. I was going to say something good about it, but I forgot. They don't love you like I love you. Yeah. It was the WOSA Awards, or W-O-S. What's on Stage Awards. Oh, okay. Never heard of that before, but apparently it's the 17th time they've done it. Um, well, it's not yeah. amazing. So it was really funny okay, like, I never heard of this award from Britain. <laughs> I'm not saying that it's Sorry. not a legit thing. I'm just saying that generally I don't pay attention to awards, it, like award ceremonies, so like that which is what I was saying. And that's and part of the reason I didn't remember is because I am not feeling well, so my brain is not retaining things the way it usually does. 
But I know I'm, I know what you were trying to. I say that how it came out was. Like, I know uh, how it came out. Whatever. Know, whatever. <laughs> I know what you're um, doing. Um, anyway, I say I have to say that like what's really so they they won. I think they won best play. Um, Noma Dumasweni won for best supporting actress. Anthony Boyle, who plays Scorpius, won for best supporting actor, and. Jamie Parker, I think is his name. One plays Harry Potter. He won Best Actor. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like, really. Were they watching play? The acting, I don't. I don't disagree with. Right, like it, that's why it's such a right, weird right, right. thing. And we don't want to get super spoil spoilery in case there's the right. some people who haven't seen it yet. Um, but or read it or whatever. But um, yeah, it's one of those weird things where like I disagree with Best Play, but the acting. I don't disagree with him. Like, yeah, it was lit. Yeah, it was pretty lit. Especially Scorpius. Yeah, he did really well. I, I was really, I was definitely really not surprised well. to see that he won. That, that made yeah, Numa. I feel bad. Like, I feel like I'm judging her for not her fault. You know what I mean? Which I just also just made like a proclamation or whatever. But so the, we went to see the play in August 2016. So by August 2017, like, we're not keeping secrets anymore because that's a year. Okay. But, yeah, I feel like the reasons why I'm like, eh, I don't know about that is not actually because of her acting because I think that she did a good thing. It was the play. Mm-hmm. It was what she was made to Given. do. Mm-hmm. Given, right. Um, so... Also, I um, I have been sick. We just switched off, so I'm just starting to feel better. Um, so then Bayana obviously has to start feeling bad. But Hopefully. I have been sick, and I just realized that I'm, like, woefully behind on Patronus thank yous and um, perks or whatever. Um, so I just so you guys know, like, my best friend, I just sent her her Christmas gift in the mail, like, Wednesday so don't feel like I'm singling you out or like I don't it's I, it's, it's I'm everyone. sorry but <laughs> I do it to everyone I, I just don't understand. I don't understand um we wanted to definitely do some sh- a couple of shout outs to our new Patronuses and some re shout outs and thank yous to some people just in case we did do it but didn't remember because it's been a while. Um, but we want to thank you so much for pledge for your pledging and your generosity really helps us keep this thing going. So Kim Lloyd, shout out. Um, those Maggie. Woo! I know we did. Woo! Maggie Brevin. Our city hopping. Casey, who I'm pretty sure is my good friend. Um Kanisha Williams, hopeful entertainer. We couldn't figure out your real name um, or your at handle, but thank you. And you, I hope you know who you are and you entertain us very, and you give us hope, hopeful entertainer. Um, and then Imani Heron. Um, who y'all know, he's been on the podcast, he's been a fixture, he's been... Whatever. So, <laughs> we, um, we want to thank you guys, though. 
Um, we want to thank all of you equally, even Amani. We are so appreciative that you are helping us um, pursue this dream of talking about Harry Potter all the time as much as possible and for helping us um, keep our site running and hopefully we get some more of some more patrons and y'all can help us get to Dublin for LeakyCon because that is a thing that we would like to do. Um, and we would like to give you a lot. Last LeakyCon, you guys got a bonus episode with Mark Oshiro and a lot of pictures. And I did two, three, four. I did four panels. Um, if we could get to LeakyCon together at the same time, because someone is actually able to go, y'all, who knows what could come out of that? Who knows? I know, world domination. That's what we're going to do today, brain, try to take over the world. Anyway, I used to say that with Aminata all the time, and she, like, didn't get it, but it was still cute. Um, I miss Pinky and the brain. I was Pinky. I know. I was Pinky. She's the brain, obviously. So, um, as now, now we're celebrating Black Wizard History Month, as you guys have probably figured out, since it's, like, the third the week of week. February. It's so sad. It's the last week? Yeah. It is sad. I found out, I did a, um, a Black History Month um, thing at work, and I just found this out, or maybe something that I knew, but then forgot that I knew, and maybe you guys already know. But um, it started out as Negro History Week, and so that's why it started in February, because it was like the 12th is Abraham Lincoln's birthday, and the 14th is Frederick Douglass's birthday, and then it went to the whole month. But it's still too short. We still need... Black History Year, y'all. I just—I <laughs> might have broke something. I'm sorry. Um, can you hear me? Did mm -hmm. I break? I broke. Okay, I just. Yeah, <laughs> okay, I got excited. Um, so in celebration of Black Wizard History Month today, we are going to shout out Serafina Piggery, <laughs> president of Macusa from 1920 to 1928. This is going to be. Sorry, guys, I just really, like, messed up my whole setup here. There we go. Um, this is going to be, we're going to put 10 minutes on clock, and we're going to talk about Serafina Pickery. I always, in the Hercules Mulligan voice, I don't know, it just Where did that makes come sense. From? It just makes sense to my brain, I think, because, like, when they announced her, we were still deep in Hamilton, and it's got oh. the same amount of syllables and she's just as bad or she should be just as badass as hercules mulligan i guess i don't know um, i never i know you, i know that's how it's been since since you learned about don't her, question a good thing it. it's fine it's fine um don't it's good <laughs> a witch spying on the muggle government she take that information okay sorry Okay, um, thoughts on Serafina Pickery? Can I just say one thing? I am so mad that we're doing this post-Fantastic Beast and Where to Find Them. Yeah, but like, what else would we do? I mean, we would have thoughts on Serafina Pickery and it would be filled with my headcanon of Serafina Pickery, so it would be lit. I mean, you could, it could still um, be filled with your headcanon. It's not like she was that much. Exactly. 
Let's talk about your headcanon. Your headcanon is pretty Okay. Weird. So in my headcanon, um, Serafina is from, well, in the world, or in canon canon, Serafina Pickery was born in Savannah, Georgia. She went to Ilvermorny. She was a four-way hat stall and chose Thunderbird? Mm, Corn Serpent. Corn Serpent, maybe. See, I don't, I don't be, I don't mess with Overmorny, so I don't retain that. <laughs> but anyway, in my head canon, um, she, um, a kind of an abusive-ish family, but started to work her way up and be and um, and was obviously very smart, but she was able to make connections and make. You know, she's really pretty, so sometimes she would use her sexual wiles, but mostly she would just outsmart people um, to get where she needed to be, and she would make these, like, really, like, fortuitous connections to get her to where she needed to be. And so when she, by the time that she finished Overmorning, she was really well-liked, but she was kind of one of those quiet, powerful people. Um, she was very smart. Everyone knew that she was very smart, but what they didn't know was that she was like, um, you know who she is? Oh my God. Serafina Pickery is Irene Adler in my head from Sherlock. Seriously? That's who she is. That's hilarious. Seriously. Like, not in such a, like, diabolical way, but like, don't cross the bitch because she will, you know, she'll mm -hmm. do what she got to do. But to be a like black woman in that time period and work her way to the top of Makusa, um, she had to have been a very smart and very diplomatic person. And so she made friends on like, she kind of was like the Aaron Burr of like, you know, making friends and not being so outlandish with what her views were but knowing how to make deals and get things done. And so that's how she became, and there was, you know, a kind of a blow up in the twenties. There was the great depression and somehow that started to affect the, that affected the wizarding world of America. And they were like, yo, I thought we were all like Satan and then nope. And so, um, with it, she, she stood up and yeah. That's my head cannon. Cool. Great. I mean, I feel like we've talked about Serafina um, plenty of times. And then especially with like, just in relation to the movie and how, I don't know. I think your head cannon works because it gives her some context. I feel like the, um, the movie and even like the Pottermore stuff doesn't really do that. It just kind of like, throws some stuff at her, like some facts at her character and just acts as if that makes sense without any kind of like backstory. Um, right. And then she the just exists in this world in which right. like it's totally normal that she's there, which... It's like, it's one of those things where like... Sorry. <laughs> I'm tired. Oh, no, um, it's one of those things... <laughs> no, no, no. Um, it's, it's one of those things where... Um, like, I, I, was just, I just saw something on Twitter about it today. 
um, where like white writers sometimes want to add diversity and instead of like adding real characters who like adding real characters of color, they just add like a white character and say, oh, they're black or like, oh, they're a person like their skin color is a afterthought, I guess, um, without realizing the work it takes to write characters of color and characters that are not the same as them. And you know what I mean? Um, right. I think that um, in our bonus episode with Marco Shero, um, which I think we called Harry Potter and the fandom, um, he spoke, he spoke about that too, about how it's like, you can, you can't get away with just writing a character and saying, oh, and by the way, like they need to have cultural, like there are cultural markers that make a person different. Um, and your skin changes how you might like navigate the world and then therefore it changes you intrinsically, right? So you can't just write a gen. There is no such thing as like a generic human being without like their backs. You know, their yeah. Uh, I what you we're both trying to say the same thing is which is like your lived experiences will always be a part of your story. Yeah. So cool. Do you have anything else you want to say about Serafina um, before I move on? Yeah, I would like to say fuck you, Warner Brothers, um, for (laughs) doing her dirty. I would like to say that I hope she is in the next movies and that she has a bigger role, but I doubt I'm doubtful about it. And I would like someone, and I know Bion's gonna be like, why don't you write that fanfic? But I would like someone to write that fanfic. I tried, I started to, but then I just didn't finish because. I don't know. I'm not a writer. It's hard for me. Okay. I disagree, but so that's it. Okay. You disagree that it's it's. What do you disagree with? I disagree that you're not a writer, but it's okay. Okay, I'm a storyteller. There's a difference. Mm, sure. Okay. <laughs> um, let's let's move on. So next, we want to shout out the other. Black Wizards we're honoring this week and I guess for the rest of the month because it's the end of the month. Um, so first is Blaze the Beanie. Um, he's a Slytherin. The same class as Harry. Um, I can't remember if we came up for a head with a headcanon for him, which I don't know why we didn't. Um, I told you, but I guess you got a lot going on too. But his headcanon is that like he got wizards in different area, which is in different oh, area codes and those codes are loyal. Right. And something like some sort of, he is, oh, he's like the Wilt Chamberlain of the wizarding world, which is gross. But, you know, like, that's up with, like, a thousand women. Oh, boy. Cute. And he got game. Okay. <laughs> but you're supposed to come up with something that's a little bit more, like, chill than what I just said. But is that. Okay. Um, we also game. want to shout out Dillis Derwent, who is the Saint Mungo's, who is um, a Saint Mungo's healer. I guess she was like the head, like the top, one of the top healers. Um, then became headmistress of Hogwarts and discovered the potion to cure the itis. So shout out to her. I Ooh. wish we had access to that. I needed. Mean, I wish I had access to that yesterday because I was like, oh, let me have some turkey tacos in the middle 
of the All-Star game. And then I was like, oh, what happened? Oh, oh, the East one? Oh, Anthony Davis is the MVP? Oh, man. It's the whole <laughs> second half. Um, Want to shout out Sturgis Podmore, Podmore and Order of the Phoenix member? Doris Crockford, the international undersecretary to the minister, keeps umbrage in her thoughts and prayers in the shadiest way possible because fuck umbrage, in case you want to <laughs> Right. Baba Jide uh, Akambade, the supreme mugwump of the International Confederation of, R of Wizards um, from 1997 until present day. Um, he's just a badass. And, whoops, I lost my thing. And Lee Jordan, the creator of Potter Watch, a member of Dumbledore's army, the first person in reality to um, stumble upon the third floor corridor and Fluffy, but he never went back again and didn't mention it to the Weasleys because he knew they would try to go back and meet Fluffy. So he was like, "Them my folk, them my boys." Yeah, they ain't got no he was sense. Like, not about that life, so I'm not gonna tell him. Also, I kind of feel like he's the Oprah of the Wizarding world. That yeah, I yeah, I I would keep that. I I like that. Yeah. I feel like he's got like he started Potter Watch and then he went on to build a media empire. And now um you you can't have a best selling book without it being on Lee Jordan's book club. And you get a nimbus and you get a nimbus and everybody gets a nimbus. And also he loves bread and chips. It's important to note. I love bread. <laughs> I don't want if that wasn't not if you're the on most blue, like Dude, it's like, fam, like I get it because bread is amazing, but also chill a little bit. Like I, there's a new, there's a new Weight Watchers like thing out um, where she's like talking to people. And so there's like one where she's talking to this one specific woman. And there's another one where it's like a whole like montage of her interviewing these other people who've been on Weight Watchers and then them doing a dinner. And so there's the one where she's talking to the woman, she's just like, so the, the woman goes, I eat chips. And she's like, I love chips. I love chips. Like, it's some, like, amazing thing that, is, like, only the two of them understand. And I'm sitting here like, Y'all don't love chips, though. See, like, like No, because you chips. know what? That com When that commercial came on, just the first I Love Bread commercial, <laughs> so like, funny. every time it aired... I was just like, me too, fam. And it felt like that, like, um, the stars, they're just like us. Like, every time. I was uh. like, Oprah oh, love bread. I love bread. We all love bread. <laughs> it's just if so Oprah love bread, then I can love bread. Like, it's, it's great, but it's also, like, there just needs to be a bit more chill. Really, does there? Have you had bread late recently? Yeah. Do you want to know what I've eaten today? A croissant. I had bread today. I had a peanut butter sandwich. Oh, cute. I had a croissant. I, mean, I had no extra in there. Because that's, that's, that's all I had energy to make. But <laughs> I was like, it's still cute. I have to eat something. I have. I I went to the grocery store and I'm still like, hmm, wonder if I should order some food. Um, oh, I ordered food, for which her. I can't because I don't, I don't have money. But I did, I did order food um, for, for for dinner. But as you should, you're sick. Yeah, 
But I didn't eat pretty much. I don't but, think I ate anything yesterday except for a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. So when I woke up this morning, I was like, yeah. I have to eat something. You know when you get so sick that you like I'm, don't get up to eat and then you realize the next day that you're yeah. starving and it doesn't help? Yeah. yeah. Yep. I'm lo- I mean, like I said, we just kind of switched off being sick and I'm low-key like really upset because I'm getting hungry again and I have not eaten like a human being for the past like month. I've just been like, oh, I didn't eat anything today and now i'm like oh i gotta worry about getting hungry like <laughs> i just forgot that, that was like a thing yeah so i think i'm gonna make some oatmeal or something i tried to make oatmeal earlier oatmeal's pretty good i just ran out of oatmeal but, too yeah i don't know Zelda i don't know how we started talking about food i think because of because we love bread <laughs> Thank you, um okay what wait portia said Portia said, I do enjoy the kettle, salt, and vinegar chips, but I feel like she's trying too hard to be relatable to new people in commercials. She's Oprah. She hosts mermaids in her private lake. She (laughs) need not adopt a mortal guise. Y'all. Yeah. What did I say about Portia? (laughs) She ain't never wrong, but she ain't never right. (laughs) She hosts mermaids. In her private lake. She's the Dumbledore of the of the Muggle world. If she Oprah really ain't a witch, if she ain't magical, that woman, I almost called her, I almost called her to the B word, but I say it out of love. She made billions of dollars. Have you watched old school Oprah shows? What is even going on? <laughs> White ladies love Oprah. Like I love Oprah, yeah. but like she she didn't get billions from us no. loving her. Like white ladies, love Oprah. white ladies love them some Oprah. Yeah, billion. The woman is a billionaire. How? Yeah. From a, Ellen, Ellen's done had a TV show on my whole life. Dollars. I don't think. I don't think so either. So yeah. Okay, we should <laughs> stop talking about Oprah, <laughs> but we could. She does. make like one or two movies and then. But the only movie that Oprah made that hasn't really like done it for me was Beloved. And she, she should have made that movie. Beloved? For real? Oh, don't worry about it. I didn't even know that. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Okay. It was one of those like. Well, I mean, she, it was made, one of those she produced. Um, the problem is that like she'll do it for the, her books that she really loves and then she doesn't do very well like with them. Um, like, cause I, cause she did their eyes well, were watching. Color that purple. One. Well, the color exactly the color purple. Mm. And then their eyes I were like, watching. God you don't eyes. like. Wait, wait, wait. You don't like the color purple. I read the book. You do right by me. So, I'm not saying it's not good. I'm just saying I read the book. Or thank you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But, sure. And it's the same that with makes, their eyes yeah. are watching God. Their eyes are watching God has Holly Berry and Michael Ely. Michael Ely. Michael Ely is in the eyes. Michael Ely is in there for like a good like oh, no. his first his first introduction in the movie, and it's still not as good as the book. Well, yeah, no, okay, no, 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 no. But but here's, here's the thing: not as good as the book is a is a is a conversation that we can have. Beloved, also, Oprah makes some interesting choices sometimes in the movies that yeah. she produces, but it's fine. But she also she she brought color purple to to Broadway, so she is forever my queen. Because yeah, I'm here. 
I'm gonna take a deep breath. Gonna hold my head up. Gonna put my shoulder. Okay, I won't. But I will. Okay, yeah. Can we? Can we? Can we move on? Cause. Okay, but you guys, after this, you go on YouTube and you listen to Cynthia Erivo sing that. And then, okay, because. And I'm here. Okay. Um, So, previously on Wizard Team, the reason that we're here, this is not Oprah cast. Um, Yeah, 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 yeah. Previous on Wizard Team, Harry got picked as the fourth champion in the Tri-Wizard Tournament, you know, the one where three champions are chosen. Um, and Dumbledore asked, wasn't him about that calmly, Dumbledore asked him calmly whether he put his name in there, and Harry was like, nah, fam, I didn't. Um, no one believes him except Dumbledore and McGonagall, and that's about it so far. Um, Ron doesn't even believe him and is all in his feelings. And so now they're in a fight. Also, Snape is the worst and needs to leave. And that's where we left off. Like, so, Snape? He just, Snape, remember? I, there's just a lot going on with his, him and his life. And he needs to deal with that somewhere else, I feel like. Right. Yeah. Um, Okay, but there isn't so, actually that much going on. Wait, wait, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then we'll start again. But there <laughs> isn't actually that much going on in Snape's life. He, homeboy is stuck 30 years in the past. There is literally nothing. Go get a hobby. Learn to knit. Go hang out with Dumbledore. Get some of those knitting patterns. Some of those, you know, and calm the F down. Because what are you doing? You ain't got nothing else to do. You ain't got no hobbies. You can't be you can't be anywhere else right now. Right now, right now. All right. That's good. That's what we missed last week. So <laughs> um, so Sorry, chapter 18. Awesome. Yeah, he's the worst. He's awful. Um, it's cool. We have like I think we get more of him this chapter, probably. Um, oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, we do. We do. <laughs> we do. Um, trying to poison kids and shit. The weighing of the wands. Um, so when Harry woke up on Sunday morning, it took him a moment to realize, to remember why he felt so miserable and worried. Then the memory of the previous night rolled over him. He sat up and ripped back the curtains of his own four poster, intending to talk to Ron and forced Ron to believe him, only to find that Ron's bed was empty. He had obviously gone down to breakfast. Um, Harry dressed and went down to the common room. The moment he appeared, the people who had already finished breakfast broke into applause again because Gryffindors have no fucking chill ever. Whether they're on your side or not, they're always on 10. It must be um, nice. It must be nice to have a Gryffindor on your side. It must be nice. I think I'm listening to Because nice. we haven't had a lot of huh? this many references in a while. Yeah, I wasn't feeling well, and I was like, you know what? I haven't listened to in a while. It's Hamilton, and then um, I didn't really listen to Hamilton. But David Diggs did open the All Star Games, and I saw that, and I so and he guys, you know, you know what really sucks is like he's in love, and I'm and I'm happy for him, and I'm happy for whoever this woman is that he's in love with, and I hope, you know. But do I hope the best for them? I'm not sure. But I just, I mean, I just. 
before he came out, Jadena was on. And with his red-headed, gingered self, I just had a lot of feelings. You just have a lot of feelings, huh? Yeah. I just think me, Jadena, David, and Charlie, we should all go live in a cabin in the woods and be happy and together. Oh, boy. And Charlie. And okay. Charlie. Why not Charlie? Um, so the prospect go, um, of going down to the Great Hall and facing the rest of the Gryffindors, all treating him like some sort of hero, was not inviting. It was that, however, or stay here and allow himself to be cornered by the Creevy brothers, who were both beckoning frantically to him to join them. He walked over to the portrait hole, pushed it open, and climbed out to find himself face-to-face with Hermione. Hello, she said. I brought you this. Um, it's a stack of toast that she was carrying in a napkin. Um, Want to go for a walk? Good idea, said Harry gratefully. Man, Hermione is the real ride or die. We were talking about like, Ron. Oh, real one. Like, Can we just say, though, she was like, but like, also like, she, this is the thing, too, because she's about to say it. Like, Ron is being stubborn right now. Like, Ron knows Harry, you know? Like, he knows. He's just being stupid. Um, But like, Hermione knows Harry and is like, he don't want to come in here, but he hungry, but he gonna have to come in here. But let me just, let me just take him some food and let's go. Like, let's just get him away from, she just, she just knew. It's the the little things, right? Cause you know, like in a big situation, like a notorious mass murderer is after Harry. Ron's like, cool fam, I got you. But situations like this where like, Harry doesn't want to be um, like the center of attention, doesn't want everybody like looking at him. Whether they think he did put his name in or not, or whether they're happy um, for him or not, like Ron thinks that like all attention is good attention, you know what I mean? Um, And so he doesn't think that Harry would need to be consoled or to be like looked after in this moment, even if he wasn't even if he was on Harry's side in this moment, you know what I mean? It's just like a different, it's like a perspective thing. Um, yeah, so Hermione's the best. Ron. But I don't think so though, because like even, I mean, I think that is Ron right now because he's not able to, and I remember, I don't know if I, if um, you remember when I was telling you when I got mad um, the other day at work and I left <laughs> and there was like that that voice in here being like y'all fam it's not that deep yo fam it's really not and then there was that voice that was like fuck all these people everything needs to burn and that I couldn't hear that voice because shit needed to burn so I think that's what's happening with Ron like Ron knows like he knows that not all attention is good attention and he definitely knows that for Harry, that's like twice as true, right? Like, even when they like had their moment of glory of like crashing the car second year, like for Ron, he was like, yeah, fam. And Harry was like smiling about it a little bit, but like very quickly was like, okay, you know, we did do wrong. You know what I mean? We should keep our heads down. So yeah, so it's like, I think that what you said is true right now because that big voice is in Ron's like head and he can't hear reason 
Does that make sense? Yeah, that sense? but I do think that, that that big voice is, is his default, if, if that makes sense. Not to say mm-hmm. that he doesn't come around to realizing that he's driven, but that's his default, is that, like, why are you complaining? Everybody's looking at you. Or why is everyone always looking at you? Or, oh, look, they're looking at me now. I'm going to tell this story a billion times, the thing that he does next year, and I think the year after that, too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's his default. Not to yeah. say that he doesn't ever, like... Also yeah. in a couple of chapters, too, after the second um, task. Yeah, exactly. But, you know. like, that's his... <laughs> and, it's, and it's because of, like, you know, how he grew up and, like, the way that, like, it, it, he comes by it honestly, but I think that that, but it definitely kind of gets into, gets in the way of his um, being a good friend sometimes. Yeah. And, okay, well, let's move on because there is some, pa- like, there, there one passage in particular where I'm just like, why can't you be, a, like, why can't you be who he needs you to be right now though like why can't you just mm-hmm. and also the okay. writing there is um, really good okay yeah uh so they went um, downstairs so... and crossed the entrance hall quickly without looking into in at the great hall um, and we're soon striding across the lawn toward the lake where the Durmstrang ship was moored reflected blackly in the water it was a chilly morning and they kept moving munching their toast as Harry told Hermione exactly what had happened after he had left the Gryffindor cable the night before. To his immense relief, Hermione accepted his story without question. Well, I, of course I knew you hadn't entered yourself, she said. The look on your face when Dumbledore read out your name. But the question is, who did put it in? Because Moody's right, Harry. I don't Pause. think any student could have done it. Deduction. Like, just simple. The look on your face as soon as they put your name in. You're not that good of an actor. No. Boom. If he put his name in, if he had put his name in and then got called, he'd be like, hell yeah, because it would be a voluntary, consensual thing. Right. right. Or he'd have one of those smirks like, oh, <laughs> Who, you know, me? but it wouldn't be like, right, exactly. It, it would, he would have done like the, how Taylor Swift does whenever her basic ass wins anything. <gasps> oh my God, I can't, you know but what I mean? instead, his face was the doctor when Donna showed up in the TARDIS. Right. Very different. What? 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 <laughs> what? Those are very different. Very different reactions. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, um, she said, I mean, Moody's right. Also, oh, sorry. Sorry. It, it, just, it also just goes into, um, like, what Amani just said, like, Hermione, like, how much they know each other. Because, like, so Amani says, Hermione was already writing on the next point because, like, please, Harry, you're not that clever. Which is, like, you know, like, I know you. That look on yeah. your face? Mm-mm. <laughs> of course not. Moving on. <laughs> exactly. Um, Moody's right, Harry. I don't think any student could have done it. They'd never been able to fool the goblet or get over Dumbledore's. Have you seen Ron? Harry interrupted. Um, Hermione hesitated. Yes, he was at breakfast. Does he still think I entered myself? Well, no, I don't think so. Not really, said Hermione. What's that supposed to mean, not really? Oh, Harry, isn't it obvious? He's jealous. Jealous? Jealous of what? He wants to make a proud of himself in front of the whole school, does he? Look, said Hermione patiently, patiently, it's always you who gets all the wait, attention. Wait, 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 wait. Huh? Wait. Can you let me finish the sentence first? My goodness. But I just want, 
I want to highlight that the sentence that we are about to hear okay. is peak Hermione being peak Hermione. I think it's important to point it out first so people who are here at, here at this. Go ahead. Look, it's always you who gets all the attention. You know it is. I know it's not your fault. I know you don't ask for it, but, well, you know. Ron's got all those brothers to compete against at home, and you're his best friend, and you're really famous. He's always shunted to one side whenever people see you, and he puts up with it, and he never mentions it, but I suppose it's, this was just one time too many. Um, great, said Harry. Really great. Tell him from me I'll swap anytime he wants. Tell him from me he's welcome to it. People gawping at my forehead everywhere I go. I'm not telling him anything, said Hermione. Tell him yourself. It's the only way to sort this out. Um, I would like to point out just one moment where the movies did really well when Hermione tells Harry she's not an owl. I'm not an owl. Um, it was for a yeah. different reason, but this would be the moment where she would say it, and so I just appreciate that. Um, yeah. Well, it the other... Yeah. Ron would have been but I also um, think that they are so 14 right now. Mm -hmm. Like... Hermione, besides Hermione and even Hermione, but like Hermione just laid out like, bruh, one of you are going to have to be the bigger person. And Harry was like, well, it ain't gonna be me. No. And that's one of the things like the whole and time Hermione's when they're fighting. Like, but you just... know it's not going to be Ron. So what I'm saying, when I say one of you will have to be the bigger person, what I'm saying is, you need you to are. be the bigger person. No, it's so weird, like, the next couple chapters when they're fighting, where, like, there are moments when Harry's like, maybe I should, and then he's like, nah, fuck it. I'm gonna just drive an even deeper hole into this. And I'm right. sure the same thing happens on Ron's end, we just don't get to see it, because it's not from his point of view. But it's like, y'all have to chill. It's weird. It's super and unnecessary. it's so, it's it's so like one word can squash this. Mm -hmm. Just like it's so easy. Like you're making it so hard and it is so not that deep. Just like really one person chill one time for Just one once. second. But you know, it takes a dragon for that to um to happen. Um but you know, dragons bringing people together. <laughs> You know, reuniting friends since 1994. Right. So, okay, so back to the thing, like this, this conversation real quick, I just had a couple of points, um, which is like, so Hermione telling Harry, like, you know, how Ron is feeling, which we all knew at this point. Um, and it's, it's not like it's, his experience isn't valid. And we've talked about this a couple times. Um, like it's valid, but then you have to think about the fact that like Harry's name just got put into this goblet for a tournament where people have died. Um, Ron really likes this and idea of fame versus actual people. fame, right? Like, Ron, take a moment and remember why your best friend is famous, you know? Like, were your parents murdered by a dark lord? And then were you, did they attempt to murder you? Like, is that why? Also, spoiler heavy or whatnot, like, but in the one, in the one, moment of your life when your parents could be murdered at any time look at how you react you know what I mean? like, mm -hmm. and, they, mm -hmm. interesting. and they ended up being fine so interesting what do you tell what do you tell me and amani we need to get some perspective 
and some introspection. Just look inside. Just look Just look inside. Because it's kind of ridiculous. No. I'm good. Yeah. Um, Ron's not. No. I'm good. I'm not running around after him trying to make him grow up, Harry said. Uh, so loudly that several owls in a nearby tree took flight in alarm. Y'all, what did the owls ever do to you, Harry? I don't, I don't understand. I feel like you gotta chill. Let the owls live. For they all come in, they, I, they get in formation and come after you. Because that's a very real possibility. You know how, like, in there, like, okay, ladies. Exactly. Now let's get information. Prove to me. Real. You got some coordination. Um, maybe he'll so. believe I'm not enjoying myself once I've gotten my neck broken or, um, which again is low key what happens. Um, that's not funny, said Hermione. That's not funny at all. Harry, I've been thinking, you know what we've got to do, don't you? Straight away, the moment we get back to the castle. Yeah, give Ron a good kick up the right to Sirius. <laughs> you've got to tell him what happened. <laughs> I love Hermione so much. <laughs> She's like, dude, you don't get your mind off this little petty situation. Um, it says, you got to tell him what happened. He's asked you to keep him posted on or at Hogwarts. It's almost as if he expected, expected something like this to happen. I brought some parchment and a quill out with me. Come off it, said Harry. He came back to the country just to have, just because my scar twinged. He'll probably come bursting right into the castle if I tell him someone's entered me in the Triwizard Tournament. Which is funny because he's bursted into the castle for less than that. <laughs> so. True story. True it's story. True. Um, so we what have happened? a special. We have a. This, we, this might be. Could this be a record? Fillings benching? Already? So early in the episode? Portia. <laughs> is trying to get kicked off the team is what she's trying to do <laughs> right now. Like, even Keanu don't want to sit next to her with this. I wonder what the Wizarding War would look like if the Weasleys were killed after Ginny and Ron was the protagonist. Harry Potter being the only child as bestie, the Weasley familial structure with Bill and Charlie taking care of everyone. Somebody write that fanfic. No, don't. I don't want it. You mean to tell me so there's no Arthur and there's no Molly. I mean, Percy might be a little cooler. That's the only thing that comes out of this. And also, I feel like Bill and Charlie would be fighting too. So they would have, they probably wouldn't be taking care of the family. It probably would be Percy, which then Percy would be even worse than he is now. Percy's not that old. Mm. So it would have have to be Bill or Charlie because they weren't old enough to fight. Also, Portia points out either. there would be a Lily and James. That'd also be a great aunt. It would Muriel be a Lily and James. Maybe they'd be staying with Great Aunt Muriel, and she'd be the equivalent of the Dursleys. She's pretty terrible. But she's not terrible in like I'm trying to like get you killed. No, she's, like, she's just terrible in the like gross. Yeah, she's just like an old. You know what? I'm wondering if Great Aunt Muriel is their black great aunt. <laughs> You know when old people, old black people just don't give no, they don't give no fucks no more. They yeah. say what they want. They do what they want. That's how I read Muriel. 
She's just like, mm, look at you. Mm. You still over there doing that Quidditch thing? <laughs> still got that you hippie long hair, Bill? Mm. Okay. <laughs> oh. Y'all still ain't learned about condoms. Okay. Okay. I don't know who you think feeding <laughs> all these children. You ain't getting my money to feed all these children. Dude. Okay. Sorry. Anyway. Um, he'd still want you, he wants you to tell him, said Hermione. He's going to find out anyway. How? Harry, this isn't going to be kept quiet, said Hermione. The tournament's famous and you're famous. I'll be really surprised if, it's the, if there isn't anything in the Daily Prophet about you competing. You're already in half the books about you know who you know. And Sirius would rather hear it from you. I know he would. Okay, okay. I'll Always listen to, to Hermione. Always. Always. That's, you know, when in doubt. Like, it's book four. Why are we still questioning what Hermione says? I don't know. It it's wasting really time. Sense. Like, she said right to Sirius and be like, all right, that makes sense. Cool. <laughs> right. You're right. Cool. Okay, Hermione. Move on. Um, um, okay, I'll write to him. They stood and watched the, this, he said his last piece of toast, throwing his last piece of toast into the lake. They stood watching it float there. Um, then they t- returned to the castle. Whose owl am I going to use? He told me not to use Hedwig again. Ask Ron if you can borrow, I'm not asking Ron for anything, Harry said flatly. We'll borrow one of the school owls then. Anyone can use them, said Hermione. They went up to the owlery. Hermione gave Harry a piece of parchment, a quill, and a bottle of ink then strolled around the long lines of perches looking for all the, looking at all the different owls while Harry sat down against a wall and wrote his letter. Dear Sirius, you told me to keep you posted on what's happening at Hogwarts, so here goes. I don't know if you've heard, but the Triwizard Tournament's happening this year, and on Saturday night, I got picked as the fourth champion. I don't know who put my name in the Goblet of Fire because I didn't. The other Hogwarts champion is Cedric Diggory from Hufflepuff. Thinking, he had an urge to say something about his the about the large weight of anxiety that seemed to have settled inside his chest since last night, but he couldn't think of how to translate this into words. So he simply dipped his quill back into the ink bottle and wrote, "Hope you're okay." And Buckbeak. I also want to shout out the fact that like she mentions that he's feeling anxious, but doesn't know how to articulate that. Um, but does but does know that he would like to articulate that to Sirius. Mm-hmm. Because also, like, you literally thought he was trying to kill you a couple months ago. Like, it's just, it's just like, the, the depth of their relationship. <laughs> like. Yeah. Like, he's not, I mean, he does kind of explain it to Hermione in his own way, but it's more centered through, like, Ron, right? Like, oh, I'm sure Ron would love to look like an idiot in front of the whole school. I'm sure Ron would love the opportunity to die, right? So like you can tell that he is like those are the things that are like on his mind and those are the things that are worrying him, but he's not saying outright like yo, I might die. <laughs> like you know, yeah. and like and I, mean, I don't know what I'm don't know what I'm doing. I don't feel com- confident at all like and the fact that he wants to say that in those words to Sirius is like it's real. Yeah, and I mean, I think also, like, a lot of times it's easier to articulate that, like, on the fly, or, like, as you're speaking versus writing it, you know what I mean? Because, like, you can kind of talk through it in a way that doesn't have to be fully coherent. 
and also people can like pick up on like visual cues and stuff as you're trying to like explain something versus writing it out and it's like i don't know what i just said i just vomited on a page who knows if you know what that means but you know here it is um right so yeah Ooh, ooh, can I read the front? Ooh, ooh, can I read the front? Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. Finished, she told Hermione, getting to his feet and brushing straw off his robes. At this, Harry came, Hedwig came fluttering down onto his shoulder and held out her leg. I can't use you, he told her, looking around for the school owls. I've got to use one of the... Hedwig gave a very loud hoot and took off so suddenly that her talon cut into his shoulder. Don't hurt yourself. <laughs> she kept her back... To Harry, all the time he was tying his letter to a, the leg of a large barn owl. When the barn owl had flown off, Harry reached out to stroke Hedwig, but she clicked her beak furiously and soared up into the rafters out of reach. First Ron, then you, said, said Harry angrily. This isn't my fault. Harry, you gonna lose your wife, man. Right? Cause... What is that line when she's like, sometimes I wish I'd never... Uh, to, Today, I regret that night I put that ring on. Mm-hmm. God is God and she is not. Because, <laughs> man. I do think that this could have been, like, he could have easily gotten out of this by explaining to her exactly what was going on. She would have understood. Right. Like, I'm, this is a letter to Sirius and you can't, I can't always send you to Sirius. And she'd be like, all right, fam. Cool. That makes sense. She and then she would have been like, and you know what else she would have done? She would have been like, that one, him, right there. Him, <laughs> he trustworthy. Hey, you don't know these, mm-hmm. you don't know these motherfuckers like I know these motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. That's all that needed to happen. But Harry got a Harry, so. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, I just realized this is a, this mm. only has to do with this book because of Hedwig. But just fuck Umbridge just a little bit more. Because she injures Hedwig in the next book. And I just remembered that. Fuck her. Okay. Um, random, but it popped in my head. Uh, so it's Where's Harry- Julius? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I'm that's it. Um, if Harry had thought that matters would improve once everyone got used to the idea of him being champion, the following day showed him how mistaken he was. He could no longer avoid the rest of the school once he was back at lessons, and it was clear that the rest of the school, just like the Gryffindors, thought Harry had entered himself for the tournament. Unlike the Gryffindors, however, they did not seem impressed. The Hufflepuffs, who were usually on excellent terms with the Gryffindors, had turned remarkably cold toward the whole lot of them. One herbology lesson was enough to demonstrate this. It was plain that the Hufflepuffs felt that Harry had stolen their champion's glory, a feeling exacerbated perhaps by the fact that Hufflepuff House rarely got got any glory, and that Cedric was one of the few who had ever given them any, having beaten Gryffindor once in Quidditch. Um, Ernie I have, and Justin... I have a bone to pick. Uh-huh. I got a bone to pick. Um, And I know that this is, like, also different now because we have Fantastic Beasts nor to find them, but I feel like we hear about the Hufflepuffs way more than the Ravenclaws. The Ravenclaws ain't got no goddamn glory. You keep saying that, and I, don't, and I think that in... Like, yeah, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast, so you're coming at this with all the stuff we've gotten, but I think that if we were to, like, really look at these books on its own, that wouldn't be the case. I don't... 
I don't know. I felt like when I first read these books, I felt like the Hufflepuffs and the Ravenclaws were equal. And yeah, people would make fun of the Hufflepuffs in the way that they made fun of, or in the way, in a way that they didn't make fun of the Ravenclaws. But then they wouldn't even mention the Ravenclaws. So at least you got like made fun of if we're doing the whole main character. If we're doing the whole Gilderoy Lockhart, at least you got some attention. And now you got Newt. What? And you got all this stuff. And then no, no, no. Even before then, huh? I said Gilderoy was a Ravenclaw. Oh, really? That's yes, what you go. Actually. That's what you go say. That's what you, you go say. Him, Gilderoy. Saying. What about no, Luna? I said, then you got Newt. One of the largest characters in the Harry Potter series. We got Luna, but she was a she wasn't Cho Chang, Luna Lovegood. Like half the members of Dumbledore's army were. Ravenclaws. Penelope Hill at Water. Okay, fine. Okay. Pat but I want my Ravenclaw movie. But okay, I don't that doesn't mean you won't get it. You know she can't it. stop. You know she can't I stop. I don't want Joe to write it, but I want you it. You don't have to be so angry it. about it. This is book four. This came out in 19... This came out in what? 2000? All we heard about Ravenclaws before this book was that they were like... I don't even remember what they called them because I don't have my book by me, but like you're having a bone to pick with something that happens in the future from this book, so it doesn't make sense. I'm not saying you're wrong you... in the present. I'm just saying you're wrong in the context of this book in the moment when it was written and in the timeline. You just said fuck Umbridge because she her had read next book. You just I didn't said say that. that Hufflepuffs, the Hufflepuffs were wrong in this moment because of because of how the Hufflepuffs are treated now in 2017. Okay, fine. Versus 1994. Fine. Fine. I'm not saying you're wrong in that we need more Ravenclaw stuff. I'm just saying it doesn't make sense in the argument against Hotep, Ernie, and Justin Finch Fletchley. Fletchley. Okay. Well, that's all. Hotep about to Hotep, so let's get in there. I was going to say that, it, you know, the number of Wizard YouTube videos <laughs> just skyrocketed out of this incident. <laughs> and then I'm sure because everybody else is against Harry, his viewership has gone up. Oh, gosh. You know, he's getting a lot oh, of... Oh, no. He had to start monetizing. You know what I mean? Oh. Yeah. Um, so they didn't talk to Harry, um, even though they were repotting bouncing bolts at the same tray. Um, they did laugh rather unpleasantly when one of the bouncing bulbs wriggled free from Harry's grip and smacked him hard in the face. Ron wasn't talking to Harry either. Hermione sat between them, making very forced conversation, but though they both answered her normally, they avoided making eye contact with each other. Harry even thought Professor Sprout seemed distance with, distant with him, but then she was head of Hufflepuff House, which is... Harry, he could probably... I mean, he's probably got no time for that. I was going to say, he could, he's no probably time. projecting. Like... He's definitely projecting. Especially because I'm like, Professor Sprout is probably over there like, that poor boy about to die. <laughs> exactly. I don't get all attached. Right? That's what she doing. Put some distance between it. Listen, what I won't do is be crying at your funeral. Because, <laughs> good Lord. Man. Um, 
So he would have been looking forward to seeing Hagrid under normal circumstances, but care of magical creatures meant seeing the Slytherins too. The first time he would come face to face with them since becoming champion. Predictably, Malfoy arrived at Hagrid's cabin with his familiar sneer firmly in place. It's the champions. Got your autograph books? Better get a signature now because I doubt he's going to be around much longer. Half the Triwizard champions have died. How long you reckon you're going to last, Potter? Uh, Ten minutes into the first task? My bet. Half. Yo, listen. We can deal with what Malfoy said later, but half? A full 50% of the people that have done been in this tournament done he died? Might, he might be exaggerating a little bit. Half? Yeah. Also, what's really hilarious about this There's is that he clearly three wants... three people! So... One and a half every, of them die every year. Right. So every two years, three people die. Or every two tournaments, three people die. Uh, yeah, I he has to be. And y'all were like, you know what we should do? We should bring this back mm-hmm. for children. Mm-hmm. This but, Hunger Games yeah, ass exactly. tournament. That's exactly what it is with magic. <laughs> all right. You know that's the difference between this and the Hunger Ga- Hunger Games, right? Because the Hunger Games are all like, this is as a punishment for you guys rising up against us, and this one they it's just marketing. That's all. That's the only difference. Because this is like. <laughs> You get a chance to win glory, <laughs> eternal glory in a thousand galleons. And so thousand many people voluntarily, voluntarily fighting you, At least when you win the Hunger Games, you get a house and you good for life. Like you like said. food forever. For life. Mm-hmm. You know, you're still enslaved. A thousand but... galleons? <laughs> how much is a Nimbus, how much does that Nimbus 3000 cost? It was more than that, probably. So you can get yourself like, like a second tier broom. Mm-hmm. Nah, fam. Nah. I'm I'm even more I'm, I'm even more upset at Ron. <laughs> nah, fam. Ron, you gonna risk your life for a thousand gallons? So you can get what? What you gonna get? A broomstick. That's all he ever wanted, anyway. <laughs> That's all he ever wanted was his own broomstick. Ugh. Yeah. Um, Boy, if you don't go to Broom Max and get on a payment plan and start doing broom lift, I just talked to the, <laughs> my lift driver and he was like, "If I do X amount of rides, I pay from I'll do that's my car payment right there." So I'm just saying, if you do like five broom rides. From Ravenclaw Tower to the Slytherin Dungeons, you do five a week, then that's your payment on your broom. So you better just start your lift and make that sacrifice. I ain't you gonna die? Girl boy. <laughs> Listen. I'm upset. I'm verklempt. Um, okay. Um so there so yeah, so they're at Haggard's class. Um, to the class's horror, Haggard proceeded to explain that the reason the screws had been killing one another <laughs> was, was what? Oh, hey, Portia. She said, shake my head if that went on his headstone if he died in the tournament. All he wanted was a broomstick. <laughs> <laughs> Molly and Arthur shaking their head like, we would have just bought him one if yeah. we knew. 
<laughs> we would have just saved up. We would have figured it out. <laughs> wasn't that wasn't that big a wasn't deal though? Uh, Arthur, like I could have done some overtime. Exactly. I don't know something. Damn. Um, okay, okay. Well, let's let's get on to some more shenanigans <laughs> of a different sort. Um, to the class's horror, Haggard proceeded to explain that the reason the Scroots had been killing one another was because of excess. Uh, well, because was because of an excess of pent up energy, and that the solution would be for each student to fix a leash on the screw and take it for a short walk. The only good thing about this plan was that it had distracted Malfoy completely. Take this thing for a walk, and where exactly are we supposed to fix the leash? Around the sting, the blasting end, or the sucker? Round the middle, said Haggard, demonstrating. You might want to put on your dragon hide gloves just as an extra precaution. Harry, you come here and help me with this big one. Um, Haggard's real intention was to talk to Harry away from the rest of the class, um, but just like Haggard. We, we've talked about this already. Right. Um, uh, they need some exercise, I think. Go take these things walk. clearly don't need to be around kids, like, at all. <laughs> Not at the all. The last thing it needs to be around. Maybe they do need some at exercise. That's totally possible. Maybe, but... But you're going to kill But let kids. me also tell you... Um, no, I'll, I'll wait until later, because I put it in my book. Okay. Um, I'm, just, I'm just saying, this is... Seems but. pretty up there with the Chamber of Secrets, and we just we just need we just need to put him on a performance plan. Something because just I, give him some like actionable ways in which to improve. One of which make a lesson plan. Secondly, make sure that you understand the creature before you introduce it to your students. Thirdly, make sure don't not, like let student. Make sure they're not going to kill your students as they're trying to learn about them. Right. Why are they killer bugs? Like what? <laughs> what? What is and we and still what is the magical properties of the blasted group? Like pus or something? I don't, or is that no? That's I the boober tubers. That was the boober tubers. It's not even the same. That was the boober tubers. So why are we doing this? No one knows. Nobody knows. Um, where is Grubbly playing? Exactly. Like right here. That's where she. This is where she needs to show up. Where um, she needs to be. Yes. So, um, so you're competing, Harry, in the tournament. School champion. One of the champions. Harry corrected him. No idea who put you in for it, Harry. You believe I didn't do it then, said, ha said Harry, concealing with difficulty the rush of gratitude he felt at Hagrid's words. Of course I do, he said. You say it wasn't you, and I believe you. And Dumbledore believes you and all. Wish I know who I did do it, said Harry. Oh, go I ahead. have a thing. Um, like, it's great that um, people believe him, and but why? Like, Harry isn't really that trustworthy like he has lied before he's a bad liar it's true and that is the thing is that when he does try to get away with things like he's bad at it but that does that does not stop him from trying to lie his way out of things before so where does this like blind faith in harry come from well that, i think it, I, I i think the answer is that because he always is trying to do the right thing 
right? And he does, and he does not do things just for the glory of doing things. But the whole like, you said you didn't do it, I believed you, is basically being like, that's true. You're honest, Abe. You cannot tell a lie. Yeah, I think it's less of the you said you didn't do it, I believe you, and more the like they understand his character. And like, yeah, he lied, but again, like you said, like he just he's not the kind of person to search for eternal glory because he has that shit. He doesn't even like it. It's not all it's kind right. of Why does he so need more? He doesn't need more. Like they know you and I also think again, like you can tell when someone is like I mean, most of the time. Um you can tell when someone's like, nah, I really did not do this. And when they're trying to like skirt around that issue, if that makes sense. If they're just lying. Right, right. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I think I I do agree with the premise of like, you said you didn't do this and I believe you. Um, but I don't think it's because he's not a liar. I think yeah. it's because he's ultimately trustworthy and because of the thing that he is accused of doing is so out of character for something. Like he wouldn't, sneaking into honeydukes or like going to mm-hmm. hogsmeade when you know you're not supposed to like you know like there's like levels to this you know what i mean mm-hmm. but yeah i just wanted to like make note of the fact that like harry has lied before he's not good at it and he doesn't do it for like important things he he lies like a a teenager or a kid lies you know but he has lied before. Okay. Yeah. Um, the pair then looked over at the lawn. The class was widely scattered now, all and all in great difficulty. The scroots were now over three feet long and extremely powerful. No longer shellless and colorless, they had developed a kind of thick, grayish, shiny armor. It looked like a cross between a giant scorpion and an and elongated crabs, but still without recognizable heads or eyes. My God. They had become immensely strong and very hard to control. And this is where I want to bring up my little Zelda. That little bitch has no idea how strong she is. And she pulled me around the lake yesterday. I would be like, oh, we walked the lake. No. No. She just tore my arm. I'm, it's amazing that my arm is still attached. And it is a terrible thing to be pulled by something and you can't, they're too strong and you can't stop it. I love her. She's so cute. All right. I just looked up blasted and screwed um, on Google Oops. and it's disgusting. And it's terrible. Is that just someone's like, is it a real thing or is it a fan art thing? Fan art slash it's on the Harry Potter wiki, so it might actually also be on uh Pottermore. Oh, I guess I could go find my book. Should I get up and go get my book or no? No. Look like they're having fun, don't they? Hagrid said happily. Harry assumed he was talking about the Scrooge because his classmates certainly weren't. Every now and then with an alarming bang, one of the Scrooge's ends would explode, causing it to shoot forward several yards and move and more than one person was being dragged along on their stomach, trying desperately to get back on their feet. Like, uh, I just I just feel like it's really clear when people are having fun and when they're not, you know what I mean? Like, that's not, I don't, why does he think that that's fun? 
I don't think so because um, Mrs. Filch think, seems to think that Harry loves hanging out. Not Mrs. Filch. Mrs. Mrs. Fig thinks Harry loves coming over there. I just so. I don't I don't get it. You know, but here's my part: more than one person being dragged along on their stomach, trying desperately to get back on their feet. Ah, uh, I don't know, Harry. Haggard sighed suddenly, looking back down at him. School champion. Everything seems to happen to you, doesn't it? Like he looked over and said, "Oh, they all look so happy." Oh man, now let's get back to the problem. Like, <laughs> no, no. Hagrid is so irritating. God damn, class is in disarray. No, that's <laughs> everything like seems to happen to you. You said what? They kind of look like they kind of look like crawfish. Like I would want to eat one. <laughs> it looks like a scorpion, Sorry. except with two head, two tails. Instead of a head. Right. Right. And but if you boiled it and put some like old bay seasoning on it, you know what I mean? <laughs> Bye, Rob. I mean, you don't know what I mean because you're allergic to shellfish, but you know what I mean? I like, said, like, just like, blast oil. That's what you want? A po' boy? <laughs> That's what I want. I mean, I'm just saying. We got that same kind of shell. <laughs> I can't. I could. Like it's crawfish gross. are ugly, man, but they, they yummy. These are they good. Not. They're good though. These are, these are probably poisonous. <laughs> they probably are. Just like, shit in addition to <laughs> out of everywhere. shooting and stinging and sucking your blood. Like <laughs> Yeah. They're probably also So poisonous. you're saying you're saying no blast and it's great boil. But like, you no. know, some like some corn and some potatoes just all up in the thing with the old bait. No? Okay. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Amani's Amani's with you. You don't need it. He's on your side. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he said we're black folks. He makes something out of nothing, which is not false. It's not false. Not you false at all. This part of the blasphemous group and figure it out. Right. You know, black folk eat chitlins. Something I will never understand. That's, um, that's true. Marcia's like grumbly blank. Where you at, girl? Where you at? Look, we have to. We'll post this on this picture on Wednesday for the rest yeah. of you guys to see. But like, my goodness! And he is just like, oh, Harry, everything seems to happen to you. Meanwhile, the rest of his class is like, well, shit is happening to us right now, <laughs> right now, we in real time. time, in real time, we deal with this shit right. that is happening to us. Walking this thing right now, right now. My God. Um. So the next few days were some of uh, the next few days were some of Harry's worst at Hogwarts. The closest he had ever come to feeling like this had been during those months in his second year when a large part of the school had suspected him of attacking his fellow students. I will point out that that time the majority of Hufflepuffs were against them as well. So I think they're just a force to be reckoned with. You know what I mean? Like I think so. Yeah, because. The second time is you've the first other time you've uh, felt as bad. The Hufflepuffs were also against you then, and it's the it's those YouTube videos, yeah. man. It's really what it is. It's that hotep. Um, mm -hmm. I also wanted to point out that like um, isolating Harry is kind of a like or Harry being isolated is a really common theme um, throughout these books. Like we saw with Chamber of Secrets, and now here. Um, and usually, and sometimes it's a part of Voldemort's plans. And like in um, Order of the Phoenix, it's like a he 
they say like he wants if I were him, I'd want you to feel alone and I want you to feel like there's no one that understands. Um, but also sometimes it's just like a side effect of the things that are happening to him. And being an orphan and coming from like the Dursley fam, like the Dursley house to finding these people, I, I, I could only imagine that it hurts like so much more when you feel like you're losing these people, right? So it's like, oh, I finally have people like, and this is where I'm about to like go off a little mm -hmm. tiny bit. Um, but Ron had been on his side then. He thought he could have coped with the rest of the school's behavior if he could just have had Ron back as his friend. But he wasn't going to try to persuade Ron to talk to him if Ron didn't want to. Nevertheless, it was lonely with dislike pouring in on him from all sides. You son of a bitch! <laughs> Like that look I just wrote I just drew a broken heart. Can you see it? I don't know if you can see it, but Yep. Like if we get into it or if something happens, sorry, if something happens, Diana, and you're just like, man, I don't mess with you no more. Like but what is I'm gonna do? <laughs> I'm not gonna. <laughs> but what? You know what I mean? Like I was thinking yeah, about no, that with like my best true. friend who's my best friend in, is having a kid, and um, she was like, "Why didn't you tell me you were sick?" And I was like, "You have a lot of stuff going on. Like I do not need you to be worrying about me. I need you to be worrying about that human being." eating you from the inside out. And she was what? like, um, you don't get to decide what I get to know and what I don't get to know. You know, like, and it's mm -hmm. real when you have like those kinds of like relationships with people. Like you don't, you don't just like the, 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 to just drop them or just like, it's very, it's like so discombobulating and like Ron, and I don't, and we, and like you said, like, we don't know what Ron is feeling right now because we get this through Harry's perspective, but Ron has to be feeling just as alone or just as like confused and messed up about not having his best friend. Like, oh, I woke up and I'm angry, but so I'm just going to go like going to eat breakfast by himself because he's mad at Harry. Like, what was that like? What soon as he got down there? Wasn't he like, oh, this is awkward you know what I mean like mm -hmm. even though it's his choice to not be friends with Harry it still is affecting him and it's just I don't like it I want everyone to be friends again <laughs> also like the portion said that would make for awkward family gatherings <laughs> if we didn't hang out I guess <laughs> but our our family has enough drama it would we're, just be another we're awkward. <laughs> it would, just, it would mm. It would be weird for us, our but not even, for anyone else. Our beef wouldn't even make the, we top. Got, uh, <laughs> the top ten, top three, at least. right? Especially because we both quiet. We just be sitting over there stewing, right? In we the corner, be like, and they like, in our own corners. Everybody else, and they be. wouldn't even notice. No, right. No. Okay. Um, um, the saddest part is that they probably wake up every morning thinking they're friends, and minutes later, remembering that they're in a fight while sleeping in the same room. Aww. Go find Keanu, Portia. 
My goodness. Oh, it's just not. I mean, fair. I, it makes me sad, but also it just makes me mad at Ron because he could also just not be mad. Right. He gonna wake up and be like, "Oh, we're not friends anymore." Oh, but who fault? Whose fault is that? You just get right. That's what I'm saying. But it's also like what Hermione said is true. Like he's he's got that loud. He's not thinking straight obviously uh, this is a boy thing like y'all can't just like sit down grab a cup of tea and be like i feel like this and then harry could be like well somebody go get Oprah. okay but right go get the let's go to the hogwarts guidance counselor and work this out let's not do that you let a penis come between <laughs> friendship penis <laughs> robin my head hurts you can't do this I haven't been able to do that since the first oh book. My God, what are you doing? I'm sorry. Did you do that in like the second episode? I can't believe so many people have stuck with us so far. <laughs> no. Oh my God. It made a comeback. It made a comeback. It's terrible. Also, I just realized how many people really hate Yanla. Like, they really don't like her. Yanla is really terrible. Y'all just don't get her. I just don't think that you understand, like, the humor. It's an acquired taste, I guess. I I mean, so funny. Anyway. um, um, So Harry could understand the Hufflepuff's attitude, even if he didn't like it. They have their own champion to support. He expected nothing less than vicious insults from the Slytherins. He was highly unpopular there and always had been because he had helped the Gryffindor uh, Quidditch team beat him. Mm. Because he helped Gryffindor beat them at both Quidditch and the Interhouse Interhouse Championship. Um, But he had hoped the Ravenclaws might have found it in their hearts to support him as much as Cedric. He was wrong, however. Most Ravenclaws seemed to think he had been desperate enough to earn himself a bit more fame by tricking the Goblet into accepting his name. Which is really funny because that's like... It's like, it makes no sense if you know Harry, but if that's just like a kid, you know, on the periphery, that's a very Ravenclaw way to react to the situation, right? Yeah. Like, damn, really? You that desperate? Right. That's how extra. I also think that, like, even if you don't know Harry, but I guess it's also kind of, I guess it does reinforce the same thing, right? It's like, he doesn't, you don't, you're, you're famous. What more do you want? Like, exactly. so because we know Harry, we're like, obviously he wouldn't have done this. He doesn't need any more fame. Mm-mm. But I guess if you don't know him, you would be like, dude, chill. You're Harry <laughs> Potter. Like, you really don't you, need anything else. You don't need you gotta be the, anything else. Potter, and now you got to be the fourth champion in the Triwizard Tournament? Really? Really, like, fam? come on! Like, come you on! Gotta chill. <laughs> we know who you are. It's exactly. your Harriet Jones, Prime Minister. We <laughs> exactly. know who you are, and you don't have to do anything else. <laughs> then there was the fact that Cedric looked the part of a champion so much more than he did. Exceptionally handsome, with his straight nose, dark hair, and gray eyes. It was hard to say who was receiving more admiration these days: Cedric or Victor Crumb. Harry actually saw the same six-year-old girls who had been so keen to get Crumb's autograph begging Cedric to sign their school bags or, or one lunchtime. I have things about this, which is, again, he's so 14, because now we're talking about, like, oh, well, they're cute and I'm not cute or, you know, whatever, which also kind of seems like a, I don't know, I always feel like boys just, like, get out of bed and they're just like, whatever. But boys are self-conscious, too. 
and have egos. But um, I think it's super weird that they're asking Cedric for his autograph. Like, you go to school with him, though. Like, at least Victor Crumb is, like, a professional speaker or whatever. Right. But, like, I have potions with you. <laughs> why, why are we doing this? Yeah, it's like you've known me for seven years. Six right. years is their sixth year. Um, known me for six right. years. You're not, we don't need to do all this. Yeah, okay. and Portia mm-hmm. says, and Cedric hasn't even achieved anything yet. I mean, he achieved being the champion out of however many people put their name in, but that's it. You are rude. Bye, Portia. Portia's not allowed to speak anymore. Portia's muted. Um, okay. She said that. Sorry, I'm just, she said, Cedric hasn't even achieved anything, but maybe they're just prepping for if he dies, which is a strong possibility, but also it's just rude because he does die. Right. Because it's, right, because, like, if he, since he does die, it's not funny, but if he didn't, it would be funny because apparently half of people in the Triwizard Tournament have died. (laughs) So two of the four of them are dead. Already dead. Why are we even here? This is like, I mean, you know, actually, you know a black woman. Actually, if Harry wasn't, if Harry Potter wasn't Harry Potter, and there wasn't the whole priori incantatum thing, Malfoy wouldn't be wrong, right? Because Harry would have died too, and then it would just right. That statistic would not. And then literally half would have died. Would have died. <laughs> That's so, this one tournament. Harry's just lucky because he's the main character, so he couldn't die. That was that marketing. The reason. That Harry Potter privilege right there, man. Right? Meanwhile, there was no reply from Sirius. Hedwig was refusing to come anywhere near him. Professor Trelawney was predicting his death with even more certainty than usual. And he did so badly at summoning charms in Professor Flitwick's class that he was given extra homework, the only person to get any apart from Neville. It's really not that I have a bone to pick Harry. with Flitwick here. Okay. Um, you know that he's preoccupied. Like, <laughs> Chill. You're going to give him extra homework? And he's a fourth year. Maybe he believes that he put his name in, and so he's like, well, you deserve it. But I feel like most of the time with Flitwick and other people, it's like, well, when Dumbledore says, like, nah. And I also what Moody said him. made I so much more Flitwick sense. I just believes that education waits for no one and that his newts are coming up. <laughs> and he needs to get his shit together so he doesn't fail his OWLs. So not his news. But can he just be like, look, let's 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 get you through this and then, you know, do this we'll work on it. When extra homework though. All right. Education waits for no one. I'm just saying. (laughs) Gotta get them summoning charms up. I mean, it does come in handy. You know? Yeah. Um it's true. It's really not that difficult, Harry. Hermione tried to reassure him. You just weren't concentrating properly. Wonder why that was, said Harry darkly. Still, never mind, eh? Double potions to look forward to this afternoon. But you know, this is going to be great. I'm going to see more Severus Snape, more binging. This is awesome. So yeah. double potions was always a horrible to. experience, right? Um, it was always a horrible experience because these days... It was nothing short of torture, being shut in the dungeon for an hour and a half with Snape and the Slytherins, all of whom seemed to be determined to punish Harry as much as possible for daring to become school champion. 
was about the most unpleasant thing Harry could imagine. He had already struggled with struggled through one Friday's worth with Hermione sitting next to him and toning, ignore them, ignore them, ignore them, under her breath, but she couldn't see why today but he couldn't see why today should be any better. Um, when he arrived, when he and Hermione arrived after lunch, they found the Slytherins waiting outside, all wearing a large badge in front of his or her robes. For one wild moment, Harry thought they were SPEW badges. Then he saw that they all bore the same message in luminous red letters that burned brightly in the dimly lit underground passage. Support Cedric Diggory, the real Hogwarts champion. Like them, Potter, said Malfoy, and this isn't all they do. Look. He pressed the badge in his into his chest and the message upon it vanished to be replaced by another one which glowed green. Potter stinks. The Slytherin howled with laughter, each of them pressing their own badges too until the message Potter stinks was shining brightly all around Harry. He felt the heat rise in his face and neck. Oh, very funny, Hermione said sarcastically to Pansy Parkinson and her gang of Slytherin girls who were laughing harder than anyone. Really witty. I love how Hermione goes to that. (laughs) Y'all are so witty. Awesome. So smart. So great. Yeah. So great. Oh my God. Oh my God. Who would have thought of that? I can't even believe. I also do think though that this right here is where I understand like the dreary fanfic of like Harry and Draco. Cause like Draco, why are you so pressed about him? So pressed. Like, like, Buttons? Would <laughs> you spend in your time? <laughs> he spent his time making multiple, like you, know, like all the Slytherins have them. All of them, like, like, dude. I mean, maybe he had a house elf do it, but still, you took you took thought power. It ain't that deep. Like it just. I wish I did dislike someone that much. Right. I just can't bring myself to care. It's just a lot. Of, it's just a lot of energy. Right. Like I got stuff to do. Like I just say, who who has the time? Yeah, who indeed? Who has the time? Ron was standing against the wall with Demon Seamus. He wasn't laughing, but he wasn't sticking up for Harry either. Want one, Granger? I've got loads, but don't touch my hand now. I've just watched it. You see, don't want a mud but mud blood sliming it up. Um, like Draco, why are you just here. like go somewhere? Um, you know why he's this way. Who is his favorite teacher? Who is the person that he's? Oh, oh you we'll, know. See in, we'll see in who the next father. Yeah. Who is mm. his, who are his role models? Yeah. Darth Vader. Um, <laughs> Even Darth Vader. Sorry, you I said who's know. his father, and so. Yeah, I know, but. Locked into that one. Um, okay. <laughs> Some of the anger Harry had been feeling for days and days seemed to burst through a dam in his chest. He was reaching for his wand before he thought what he was doing. People all around them scrambled out of the way, backing down the corridor. Harry, Hermione said warningly. Go on then, Potter, Malfoy said, drawing out his own wand. Moody's not here to look after you now. Do it, if you've got the guts. For a split second, they looked in each other's eyes, then at the exact same time, both acted. Fernunculus, Harry yelled. Dinsalgio, screamed Malfoy. Jets of light shot from both wands, hit each other in midair, and ricocheted off at angles. Harry's hit Goyle in the face and Malfoy's hit Hermione. Goyle bellowed and put his hands to his nose where ugly boils were springing up. Hermione whimpered in panic and was clutching her mouth. Um, Hermione, Ron was hurt, had hurried forward to see what was wrong with her. 
Harry turned and saw Ron dragging Hermione's hand away from her face. It wasn't a pretty sight. Hermione's front teeth, already larger than average, were now growing at an alarming rate. She was looking more and more like a beaver as her teeth elongated past her bottom lip toward her chin. Panic-stricken, she felt them and let out a terrified cry. And what is all this noise about, said a soft, deadly voice. Snape had arrived. The Slytherins clamored to give their explanations. um, Snape pointed a long yellow finger at Malfoy and said, explain. Potter attacked me, sir. We attack each other at the same time. And he hit Goyle, look. Um, Hospital wing Goyle, Snape said calmly. Malfoy got Hermione, Ron said, look. He forced Hermione to show Snape her teeth. She was doing her best to hide them with her hands, though it was difficult to get now that they had grown past her collar. Pansy Parkinson and the other Slytherin girls were doubling up with silent giggles, pointing at Hermione from behind Snape's back. Snape looked coldly at Hermione, then said, I see no difference. Hermione let out a whimper. Her eyes filled with tears. She turned on her heel and ran, ran all the way up the door and out of sight. Fuck you. That's what I wrote as well also because i just don't and this is one of those moments right where like and we talk we've talked about this so many times but like for state apologists and them talking about how like the prince's tale redeemed him for all of the terrible things he did to harry but then like think of all the terrible things he did to neville all the terrible things he said about hermione they had nothing to do with his crush on lily he's just a horrible person he's like, a period. bad like he's just a yes and it's like this is why teaching credentials matter because it's more than just n- knowing potions. You need to know like psychology and the fact of the damage that you can do okay. to a fourteen-year-old girl. Sure, when he should you know that. About her. But he doesn't give a fuck. Even if he did know that, is the problem, right? Like all the training in the right. world. He even without training, he should know that's not something you say to a child. Like period. Also, you were so and so called bullied. Right? To all you Snape apologists, oh, he was bullied. So then you go around and you fucking do it. What? What? No. I was thinking, like, football season's over. You know? It's a sad, sad mm-hmm. thing, but football season's over. So that does mean, on the positive side, that, like, Levi Stadium has all of these seats available. The Chargers are moving. I don't know what they're going to do with all those seats at Qualcomm. So he could just have all of those. The Orco Stadium, I forget what it's called, Oracle Arena. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of seats there. He could even go to Jerry World. I hear it's nice. I hear they got like leather seats and you can like push back and do the whole thing. I mean, there are a lot of options of places that he could take his ass, sit the fuck down. It's a problem. So. It was lucky for her. I like that Portia says if Dumbledore had witnessed that or McGee. If McGee had witnessed that, she would have put Snape's ass in the hospital. If Dumbledore had witnessed that, he'd be like, I don't know, man. Sometimes you got big teeth. <laughs> yeah. Fuck Dumbledore, too. Yeah. Because Dumbledore knows. Yeah, he does. But he has, you know, the greater good. That's what the, that's what. The, I wish McGee. Oh, I would give my. Somebody write that fanfic. That's the thing, right? We all, when we all someone know. Goes we do tells. get, but still, at that point, everybody thinks he's like a, a literal Death Eater and everything, which is not as satisfying. Because like we get McGonagall um, like confronting Umbridge, and the only other, the only time we get her confronting Snape is when he's like, everybody thinks he's literally fighting for Voldemort. 
Right. And so it's not really the same as killed. like her standing up for a child in a moment oh, where he's like literally bullying him. But you know, he she, it's not like it's her fault. She just doesn't see it or Joe doesn't write it. But, and I do think that there is like something to going and telling McGonagall at this point, like, oh, and then Snape said, she'd be like, No, you miss like he couldn't have you misunderstood. No, no adult. No adult could say, no adult could do that. No, I think you meant, I think what he was trying, he probably just didn't say it, it correctly. You know what I mean? Like there would just be, mm-hmm. her head would just be spinning for like a logical reason. Right. Why a human would treat someone that way. Like you he know, just couldn't there's, accept. There is no logical reason. There is a logical uh-huh. reason. The logical reason is that he's a fucking asshole. We should go die in a fire. Yeah. I think that's pretty logical. But what do I know? It was lucky, perhaps, that both Harry and Ron started shouting at Snape at the same time. Lucky their voices echoed so much in the stone corridor for the confused din. It was impossible for him to hear exactly what they were calling him. He got the gist, however. Let's see. 50 points from Gryffindor and a detention each for Potter and Weasley. Now get inside or it'll be a week's worth of detention. Harry's ears were ringing. The injustice of it made... Him wants to curse Snape into a thousand slimy pieces. He passed Snape, walking with Ron into the, to the back of the dungeon, and slammed his bag down to the table. Ron was shaking with anger, too. For a moment, it felt as though everything was back to normal between them, but then Ron turned and sat down with Dean and Seamus instead, leaving Harry alone at the table. Ron. Ron! If you don't get up and go sit next to your best friend. I just, you know. Why is everybody trash? It's just trash. It's That's what This should be called the weighing of the trash. just like come on there's no Um, there's no excuse for this harry starts (laughs) imagining it's okay it's a long chapter i didn't realize it was this long harry starts imagining what it would be like to use the cruciatus curse on snape because you know that's always a reasonable reaction snape decides that today is the time where your and where everybody's antidotes should be together so he's going to um, try them on everyone, but it's pretty clear that Snape's real goal is to try and poison Harry today, because that's, you know, that was on the list do. of things to do for the day, and so he just needs to check that off. Um, but Colin comes and save the day, saves the day um, because he's supposed to take Harry Potter upstairs for um, photographs for the Triwizard Tournament, um, which I think it's weird that, like, Harry doesn't know this, Right? Like, shouldn't you give the champions, like, a mm-hmm. schedule of, like, the things you'll need to do? And then, but whatever. Um, they send Colin. Snape is really pressed about it. Like, really pissed. Because he really, really wanted to poison him. he really, really, really wanted to poison Harry. It's really strange. I don't, like, does he need a protein shake? Like, what does he need to, like, get his pee? Does he need, like, an iron pill? Something to just get his... Something together. What does he need? Does he need to see? Uh, if I knew, like, he needs somebody to come and get his like chakras right. Like, I don't understand, like, why he's this pressed to the point where he's trying to poison a child. I really. If don't. I knew, I would send it to him, but I would send it laced with poison. So you know, <laughs> you probably don't want that to come from me, but you know. Hmm. Okay. So uh, Colin takes Harry up to. Um, the classroom where they're taking pictures for the Daily Prophet. It's a small classroom, and everyone else is there, um, including a including Ludo Bagman, 
Um, a witch Harry had never seen before wearing magenta robes, a.k.a. Rita Skeeter. Victor Crumb was standing moodily in a corner as usual and not talking to anyone. Cedric and Floor were in conversation. Floor looked a good deal happier than Harry had seen her so far. She kept throwing back her, he her head so that the long silvery hair caught the light. A paunchy man holding a large black camera that was smoking slightly was watching Floor out of the corner of his eye. Because, hey, look, if this chapter didn't need anything else, Pedophilia! You know? Again, everyone is trash. This is awesome. I just um, wrote, ew. Yeah, I wrote yuck. Pretty gross. Okay, ah, here he is. Champion number four. If you come, Harry, in you come. Um, this is Ludo Bagman speaking. Nothing to worry about. It's just the wand weighing ceremony. The rest of the judges will be here in a moment. Wand weighing. We have to check that your wands are fully functional. No problems, you know as they're your most important tools and tasks ahead. The expert's upstairs now with Dumbledore, and then there's going to be a little photo shoot. This is Rita Skeeter. She's doing a small piece on the tournament for the Daily Prophet. Maybe not that small, Ludo, said Rita. Um, her hair was set in elaborate and, rigid, and curiously rigid curls that contrasted oddly with her heavy-jawed face. She wore jeweled spectacles. Her thick fingers clutched her crocodile skin handbag, um, ended in two-inch nails painted crimson. Super Wendy Williams right now. That's all That's all I'm getting from this look. Mm, it's tea. Delicious. Yeah. I wonder if I could have a little... Uh, Portia said oh, that magenta... Sorry. Magenta, the color favored by wizards who practice the arts of alternative facts. Rita and Gilderoy and their magenta that's, robes. It's true. It's not a lie. It's true. It's very true. So. Um, I wonder if I could have a little word with Harry before we start, she said to Bagman. The youngest champion, you know, to add a bit of color. Certainly, cried Bagman. That is, if Harry has no objection, said Harry. Lovely, said Rita. Um, and she's him out of the room again and opening a nearby door. So, yeah, it's just like neither of them are responsible and don't know how to handle kids. And, like, it shouldn't also, be up to Ludo at all. Right? Um, Who are you? And also, he obviously was like, um, he did not say yes. Exactly. He said, um, I'm still trying to figure out what's going on here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no one listens to children. Okay. Come on, dear. That's right. Lovely. She said, perching herself precariously upon an upturned bucket, pushing Harry onto a cardboard oh. box and closing the door, um, oh, throwing them into the darkness. And of a broom cupboard, um, which also just seems very inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Like, even if nothing goes down, just like, hey, Ludo, you just let this grown woman take this 14-year-old boy into a broom cupboard. Mm-hmm. No supervision. Like, the police can't even do that. You can't just be talking to minors with nobody present. Exactly. You can't just be... All right. She unstaffed her crocodile handbag. You won't mind, Harry, if I use a quick quote, Quill. It leaves me free to talk to you normally. A what, Harry said? Her smile widened because she now knows that he does not know what's going on, right? So he, he's, mm -hmm. he's more naive and therefore more susceptible to her bullshit. Exactly. I just also um, Harry I want to shout out real quick. I want to shout out Belinda Bowditch for, um, you know, since mm -hmm. it's still Black Wizard History Month. Shout her out for inventing the quick quotes, Quill. Of course. Then we got to have somebody like Rita come through and ruin it, which is. Ruined it. As, oil. as people like Rita or want to do. Um, go ahead. Right. 
Um, so she sets out, she gets out her bag, um, stretches out a, a parchment and the green quill, um, puts the green quill in her mouth, sucks it for a second, and then it places it upright on the parchment and it balances on its point, quivering slightly. Testing. My name is Rita Skeeter, Daily Prophet reporter. Harry looked down quickly at the quill. The moment Rita had spoken, the green quill had started to scribble, uh, skidding across the parchment. The blonde Rita Skeeter, 43, whose savage quill has punctured many inflated reputations. Um, so is there an embellishment spell on this quill? Because, like, she goes, lovely. Like, it's, like, that's exactly what she meant. Yeah, I... She said, my name is Rita Skeeter, Daily Prophet Reporter. What wrote, what got written down was attractive blonde Rita Skeeter, 43, whose savage quill has punctured many inflated reputations. And then she said, lovely. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So. Strange. Curious, curious. Um, now she leaned toward Harry. So, Harry, what made you decide to enter the try with a tournament? Er, Harry said again, distracted by the quill. Even though he wasn't speaking, it was dashing across the parchment. An ugly scar, souvenir of a tragic past, disfigures the otherwise charming face of Harry Potter, whose eyes ignore the quill, Harry. Now, why did you decide to enter the tournament, Harry? I didn't. I don't know how my name got into the goblet of fire. I didn't put it in there. Rita raised one heavily penciled eyebrow. Come on now, Harry. There's no need to be scared of getting into trouble. We all know you shouldn't have really entered, but don't worry about that. Our readers love a rebel. But I didn't enter, Harry repeated. I don't know who. How do you feel about the task ahead, said Rita? Excited? Nervous? I haven't really thought. Yeah, nervous, I suppose, said Harry. His inside squirmed un uncomfortably. Champions have died in the past, haven't they? Have you thought about that at all? Well... They say it's going to be a lot safer this year. The quill whizzed across the parchment between them. Of course, you've looked death in the face before, haven't you? How would you say that's affected you? Uh, Harry said yet again. Do you think that the trauma in your past might have made you keen to prove yourself, to live up to your name? Do you think that that perhaps why you were tempted to enter the Triwizard Tournament? Because I didn't enter, said Harry, starting to feel in irritated. Can you remember your parents at all, Rita Skeeter said, uh, talking over him. This rude bitch. <laughs> no, said Harry. How do you think they'd feel if they knew you were competing in the Triwizard Tournament? Proud? Worried? Angry? Like, <laughs> like she's doing way too much. Just, Harry was feeling really annoyed now. How on earth was he to know how his parents would feel if they were alive? How could he, he could feel Rita watching him very intently. Frowning, he avoided her gaze and looked down at the words that Krilla just wrote. Tears filled the startling green eyes of our, as our conversation turns to the parents he can barely remember. I have not got tears in my eyes, said Harry loudly. Before Rita could say a word, Albus stumbled, or the door opened. Albus stood there looking down at both of them. Dumbledore, cried Rita Skeeter with every appearance of delight, but Harry noticed that the quill and the parchment had suddenly vanished from the box of magical mess remover, and Rita's clawed fingers were hastily snapping shut the clasp of her crocodile bag. How are you? I hope you saw my piece over the summer about the International Confederation of Wizards Conference. 
enchantingly nasty, said Dumbledore, his eyes twinkling. I particularly enjoyed your description of me as an obsolete dingbat. Can I just snap to Dumbledore? He's so good. He's so good at being politely shady. It's one of my favorite things. Right. Particularly one of my favorite moments was when you called me a dingbat. I really enjoyed that part. I read it a couple of times. It really like, <laughs> stuck with me. I thought it was a I thought it was a brilliant piece of writing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, um Rita Skeeter didn't look remotely abashed. I was just making the point that some of your ideas are a little old-fashioned, Dumbledore, and that many wizards in the street. I will be delighted to hear the reasoning behind the rudeness, Rita, said Dumbledore. But I'm afraid we will have to discuss the matter later. The weighing of the wands is about to start, and it cannot take place if one of our four champions um, is hidden in a broom cupboard. Very last. Can I just pause? And I know we want to wait. Wait. I know we want to go really fast, but I love the alliteration of the reasoning behind the rudeness (laughs) and the weighing of the wands, like back to back, just pointing out it's lit. Okay, go ahead. Very glad to get away from Rita. Yeah. Harry hurried back into the room. The other champions were now sitting in chairs near the door and sat down and he sat down quickly next to Cedric, looking up at the velvet covered table where four of the five judges were now sitting. Rita settled herself into a corner. Harry saw her slip the parchment out of her bag again, spread it on her knee, sucked the end of her quick quotes quill and placed it on one more, placed it once more on the parchment. May I introduce Mr. Ollivander, said Dumbledore. He will be checking your wands to ensure that they are in good condition before the tournament. So, you know, we all know Ollivander. He was he sold Harry his wand. Curious. Mademoiselle Delacour. Yeah, very curious. Um, could we have your first, yours first, please? Said Mr. Ollivander. So she handed him his or handed him her wand. Hmm. Yes, he said quietly. Nine and a half inches, inflexible, rosewood, and containing. Dear me. An heir from the Ed of Avila, one of my grandmothers, said, so Floor was part Vila, thought Harry, making a mental note to tell Ron. Then he remembered Ron wasn't speaking to him. God damn it, Ron he Weasley. Yes, he said, said Mr. Ollivander. Also, I just want to, like, point out the, the like, shade, or, like, Ollivander is the embodiment of, like, the Kermit meme. Because um, he goes, he goes. Yes, yes. I never used Vila hair myself, of course. I find it it makes for rather temperamental wands. However, to each his own. And if this suits you, um, so he's just like, yeah, you know, I never use this because you know it don't really work. But you know, if it worked for you, then this all right. Ain't it, ain't, it ain't up to my standards, but you know, but you, you do. Know. It works. It's cool. You all right? Orchidious, yeah. um, and a bunch of flowers burst from the wand tip. Very well, very well. It's in fine working order, said Mr. Ollivander. Mr. Diggory, you next. Ah, now, this is one of mine, isn't it? Um, he said with much more enthusiasm as Cedric handed over his wand. <laughs> yes, I remember it well. Containing a single hair from the tail of a particularly fine male unicorn must have been 17 hands. Nearly gored me with his horn after I plucked his tail. 12, of, 12 and a quarter inches, ash, pleasantly springy. It's, a fine, it's in fine condition. You treat it regularly? Polished it last night, said Cedric. Harry looked down at his own wand. He could see finger marks all over it. He gathered a fistful of robe from his knee and tried to rub it, it clean surreptitiously. Several gold sparks shot out of the end. Um, Flora gave him a very patronizing look and he desisted. Mr. Crumb, if you please. Victor got up and slouched, round-shouldered and duck-footed, which is like the only way that he's ever um, described in this book. Toward Mr. Ollivander. I only noticed it because we've been reading it out loud, but like yeah, every time he's either round-shouldered, duck-footed, or both. 
hmm, said Mr. Ollivander. This is a Gregorvish creation. Aha! Um, unless Aha. I'm mistaken. A fine wand maker, though the styling is never quite what I... However, like, dude, if you don't chill, <laughs> like, he is so cocky. It's hilarious. Yes, hornbeam and dragon heartstring he shot at Crumb. Rather thicker than one usually sees. Quite rigid. Ten and a quarter inches. Avis. Um, the hornbeam wand left the, let off a blast like a gun, and a number of small twittering birds flew off, flew out of the end and through the open window into the watery sunlight. Good. Which leaves Mr. Potter. Ah, yes, said Mr. Ollivander. Yes, yes, yes. How well I remember. Um, and Harry could remember too, and we all do, because, you know, his wand and Voldemort have a connection, and it's curious, mm-hmm. curious. Um, Harry had never shared this, you know, that information with anyone, and he was fond of his, he was fond of his wand, and as far as he was concerned, its relationship to Voldemort's wand was something it couldn't help, rather as he couldn't help being related to Opportunia, which is a very interesting True. way to think of that, and I think that's pretty great. Um, Mr. Ollivander spent much longer examining Harry's wand than anyone else's. Eventually, however, he made a fountain of wine shoot out of it and handed it back to Harry, announcing that it was still in perfect condition. How you do that, Thank though? you all said, what? Oh, just a wand out of the... Right? Fountain of wine? Out of the wand? I would I like need to... I need, I need that Inquiring minds want to know. Inquiring minds want to know. Because that would be really important, <laughs> you know. For everyday use. Just, um, you know, for a friend. You know, just ask For research. For yeah, research. That. Thank you all, said Dumbledore. You may all go back to your lessons now, or perhaps it would be quicker to go down to dinner as they are about to end. Feeling that at least something had gone right today, Harry got up to leave, but the man with the black camera jumped up and cleared his throat. Photos, Dumbledore. Photos, cried Bradman. All the judges and champions. What do you think, Rita? Or yes, let's do those first, and then perhaps some individual shots. The photographs took a long time. Madame Maxine cast everyone else into shadow when she stood, so they had to get her to sit down while everyone else stood around her. Karkaroff kept twirling his goatee um, around his finger to give it an extra curl. Crumb, whom Harry would have thought would have been used to this, sulked half-hidden in the back of the group. The photographer seemed keenest to get Flora in the front because he's gross. Um, but Rita um, mm-hmm. kept hurrying forward and dragging Harry into greater prominence because she's also gross. Then mm-hmm. she insisted on separate on separate shots of all the champions. At last, they were free to go. Um, Harry went down. I wanted to like time. note though. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that it's funny because Harry goes. You would think that Crumb would have been used to this sort of thing, and how they kind of really right in that moment should have been like friends and like commiserating with each other but they're both like on their but like also harry isn't used to it though he should i mean he's never been interviewed before i think Portia also mentioned that like so he that like that kind of attention is new like the more media attention is new to him mm-hmm. that he, when he's playing a part of it but yeah it's just funny that they didn't become closer friends but victor's yeah. shy Okay, That's true. so Harry went down to dinner. Hermione wasn't there. He supposed she was still in the hospital when having her teeth fixed. He ate alone at the end of the table, then returned to Gryffindor Tower, thinking of all the extra work on summoning charms that he had to do. Up in the dorm, he came across Ron. You've had an owl, said Ron brusquely. The moment he walked in, he was pointing at Harry's pillow. The school barn owl was waiting for him there. Oh, right. 
and we've got to do our attentions tomorrow night, Snape's dungeon, said Ron. He walked, um, he then walked straight out of the room, not looking at Harry for a moment. Harry considered going after him, but he wasn't sure whether he wanted to talk or hit him. Both seemed quite appealing, but the lure of Sirius's answer was too strong. Harry strode over to the barn owl and took the letter out and unrolled it. Harry, I can't say everything I would like to in a letter. It's too risky in case the owl is intercepted. We need to talk face to face. Can you ensure that you are alone by the fire in Gryffindor Tower at one o'clock in the morning on the 22nd of November? I know better than anyone that you can look after yourself. And while you're around Dumbledore and Moody, I don't think anyone will be able to hurt you. However, someone seems to be having a good try. Entering you into that tournament would have been very risky, especially right under Dumbledore's nose. Be on the watch, Harry. I want to hear about anything unusual. Let me know about the 22nd of November as quickly as you can. Serious. So. That was the most chill response that I would have ever expected from him. That was the best case scenario. I mean, the thing, though, is he got straight down to the point, but he also is like, okay, well, not only is Dumbledore there, but Moody's there. Mm-hmm. Which. Which. Spoiler alert. I mean. He is there in a trunk, <laughs> but Plot twist. he is there. <laughs> Plot twist, right. So um, MVP? Hermione Granger. Same. Um, you know, same, be- same, same. In, in part because she's like the true ride or die in this. She's the only person who's not trash in this, episode, in this uh, chapter, pretty much. I don't think Harry's trash. Harry's not trash, but he's the main character. He doesn't count. Um, except when he is trash. Um, except for when he is trash. Yes. Yeah. Um, pretty much everyone else is trash. And she's ride or die. And then she got attacked by Draco. And then also bullied by Snape. And she didn't deserve that shit. She didn't, and she is like the only Andy. Like she is doubly stepping it up because Ron is being trash. So mm-hmm, exactly like she's doing double just like a black woman, she got to carry the load for everybody. You slacking? Well, I got to pick like up your. Woman. You said just like a black woman, just and it like reminded me of Joanne. So in my head, I thought just like a Caucasian, and that's like the exact. <laughs> <one you're talking laughs> about. I'm tired, y'all. Um. So Portia gave Dumbledore the MVP for giving shade when shade was due and grubbly plank in absentia because the mind is a terrible thing to wait. <laughs> Portia's real. shade is, guys, Hall of Fame. Um, Amani also gave MVP to Hermione for the struggles of a Black woman being right and being attacked for it and ignored. Benched. Snape. Snape, fuck you. Like, Amani, Rita was Snape, terrible, but like, even she couldn't. Look, like, I wrote Snape and then I wrote Skeeter, like, underneath. But then I was like, you can't, no. No. You don't even, you can't stand in his shine. No. Let, let all him. that sunlight. All him. That is all him. That, um, Portia bench Snape who can find a cliff and fall off of it. I'll find the cliff. I'll push him if mm-hmm. he gets scared. I mean, I just want to help. I just want to be helpful. Yeah. You this know. might finally be the book so, where Snape loses. That would be pretty great. Actually, no. There's still Barty Crouch Jr. and Rita. They'll probably take up enough votes. But I think he'll still be in the right. series. I mean, 
I think I said this before. Like, I think I will be okay if Snape doesn't lose a book, but loses. I think that would be great. But if he doesn't lose the series, things will burn. <laughs> so I'm glad that you got your dragon because that'll help the burning process go faster. But y'all better hide your kids and hide your wife. <laughs> Speaking of dragons, next week we will be discussing chapter 19 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, the Hungarian Horntail. Um, I'm not make sure we do follow I'm calling out sick. It's cool. Harry, it'll be there so we can co co-host it together. <laughs> um, make sure to read and follow along and let us know who you think is the real MVP and who has been for the chapter. If you want to join the conversation on Twitter, um, you can add us at we Black and Nerds and use the hashtag wizard team um, to tweet your thoughts. And make sure you check out our website, blackgirlscreate.org, and we will talk to you next week. Yep. Thanks, guys. Thank you.